Welcome to Let the Money Talk podcast by Philip Capital India. A podcast that provides the latest analysis of the Indian capital market. In this episode, our research experts will provide the most insightful analysis in the market. Hello friends, this is Jaydeep Sen from Philip Capital's Fixed Income Desk. The talk of today's report called Running Yield it is today that is 23rd October 23. Today we talk about the external sector the external sector as in the currency level the current account deficit and all that so on the external front as we stand today yes there is a concern on oil so oil prices have moved up uh, brand crude is like nudging at 3 dollars uh, per barrel but overall when we look at it things are manageable things as in um, the merchandise trade deficit the current account deficit and balance of payment overall it is manageable the way we have been managing for uh, these many years and talking of the currency you know when we see headlines rupee touching all time low yes um, factually correct mathematically correct but it has to be seen in context when a media headline says rupee touching all time low or closing all time low and when you go through it you see that all time low is 83.28 as against 83.25 earlier it is mathematically correct but practically it is not uh, much of a movement not much of a weakening In fact, over the last uh, few months, the rupee has been reasonably stable in the face of uh, DXY strengthening. What is DXY? DXY is the uh, measure of USD, the US dollar, against a basket of six global currencies, mainly euro and there are other currencies in that. So that DXY, which was like sub hundred <coughs> sometime earlier, is now more than hundred and six. So when the DXY has pulled back from sub hundred to hundred and six plus, our rupee has been reasonably stable. Now in this uh, stability of the rupee yes there is a role of the rbi the rbi intervenes you don't get the official data on that and um, but for the rbi intervention the rupee would have been weaker today but again the fact is rbi role has always been there and rbi role will always be there in the context of the currency level so rbi stance is they don't have any particular level in mind they don't work for a particular exchange rate against the usd whenever the weakening is uh, sudden or severe only then rbi uh, intervenes now uh, talking of the current account deficit we have data for the quarter april june uh, 23 current account deficit was 9.2 billion dollars which was actually lower than april june of previous year the previous it was 17.9 billion dollar this year it is 9.2 billion dollar so to look at uh, recent history in the quarter ended september 22 Merchandise deficit was very high, and current account deficit also was high. From those levels till uh, April June 23, things have improved, as in deficit is uh, lower. On the external front, uh, services trade has been the saving grace, and we have a reasonable services trade. So we have merchandise trade deficit and services trade surplus. Now, still, even today, we have a services trade surplus for the quarter April June 23. Services trade surplus is little lower than the previous quarter, that is uh, Jan March uh, 23. Uh, on imports, we look at something called NONGR, that is non-oil, non-gold imports. So, uh, oil and gold is a function of a price, which is uh, why we don't have any role to play. It is determined by external factors, external to the country. So, apart from that, this NONGI it includes consum- uh, consumption item imports, capital goods uh, imports. So year on year, that has degrown of late, which is a cause for concern, because in case we are 
importing less of capital goods. That's a cause for concern. Uh, consumption items also it shows the traction in the economy. So uh, of late uh, traction on you know, NONGI has been on the lower side. Now coming to the overall position that is uh, BOP. So we have merchandise trade deficit, services trade surplus. Taken both together, we have uh, current account deficit, and then finally we have balance of payment. And for the balance of payments, the financial flows have been positive. Financial flow as in uh, we have FDI that is foreign direct investment, we have FDI that is foreign portfolio investment, and there could be other financial flows. So net net, most of the times, most of the uh, quarters which we have reported, financial flows are positive, which is the saving rates for our external front. Uh, we have data for July August 23. So when we compare this uh, July August 23 against the quarter April June 23, we see that merchandise trade deficit is higher. But the fact is, uh, three previous years also that was the trend, as in trade deficit for July August has been higher than April June of that year. Now coming to projections for current account deficit, sometime earlier, the projection of course it varies from agency to agency. It was uh, broadly in the range of one and a half to two percent of uh, GDP. Now that has instead because oil prices have have been nudging upward. So now uh, oil prices being like around say ninety dollars to the barrel. So one agency projects two point one percent of GDP as current account deficit for this year, that is FY twenty four, and another agency so they project uh, one point two percent of GDP in first half, that is April September. And 2.5% uh, of GDP in second half, which is October to uh, March. So, uh, oil price is important, and there is a very high degree of correlation to oil price and our oil uh, import bill. But, net net, we have a reasonable uh, forex reserves, $586 billion, which is in ammunition with the RBI to defend the currency if and when required. And when we look at forex reserves uh, as a ratio of import cover, as in how many months of imports we have in our forex reserves, which was much on the higher side uh, earlier, which was like uh, more than 18 months at one point of time, dipped to like uh, around uh, 9 months at one point of time. From those levels, it has uh, improved. So now it is like 10.7 uh, months or 11 months of import as forex reserves uh, which we have. Now, just to put in perspective, why it was like more than 18 months of power? In the COVID period, imports were very low, which is why that ratio went up because uh, lower quantum of import means at the given level of forex reserves, we have more number of months of uh, cover. When things normalized and imports picked up, that ratio came down, and now that is improving, uh, which is the saving phase. Uh, we earlier mentioned uh, DXY, so DXY has been strengthening from mid July this year from uh, sub 100 to 106.2, that is the DXY level. Now, all emerging currencies are weakening against the USD. And for INR, when you look at the long history, like uh, since independence, it was like 1 is to 1. 1 is to 1 was the exchange rate against USD during uh, independence in 1947. From those levels, today's level, today's 83.2 approximately, as we uh, talk, rupee has always been uh, weakening. So we have a graph from January 2006. So what we see from Jan 2006 till date, from a level of say 39.26, it has moved to uh, 83.2 approximately as of uh, today. So the rupee has always been uh, weakening. Um, so over the last year or so, or particularly last few months, the rupee has been uh, reasonably uh, stable. 
and uh, case in point rupee has pulled back against the um, euro so it was like 92.17 against euro in july now it is like 88.04 and when we look at uh, rupee against the uh, asian pack uh, so the weakening of the rupee is in tune with the movement of the asian pack of uh, currency so when we look at our peer group our currency weakening is in line with our uh, peer group to know more Please read out today's report called Running Yield, dated today, that is 23rd October 23. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please forward it to others, share it on social media, and leave a review. Follow this channel to hear about other podcasts. This podcast was prepared by Philip Capital India Private Limited. The information provided with this podcast is only for educational purposes and should not be considered as financial advice and this does not take into account any specific investment objectives, financial situations and neither do we warrant the correctness or accuracy of any information mentioned herein. The information and any analysis forecast, projections, expectations and opinions have been obtained from public sources which Philip Capital Research believes to be reliable. Philip Capital, its group entities and any of its representatives shall not be liable for any loss of any nature whatsoever caused or suffered owing to inaccurate or incomplete information mentioned herein.